so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan and I will be hosting the show tonight. And this is our first episode of the new season. So the league and season kicked off last Friday with uh, OM featuring on the Sunday night fixture against uh, Reims. And uh, pleased to say that we've come away with a impressive 4-1 victory. So uh, we've got a full house joining me to to discuss that game. So what we're going to do is uh, usual sort of um, post-match breakdown. So joining me, we've got Ben. How are you, Ben? Good, thanks. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we were all mourning almost this time last week, and we had a good start to the season. So, a beat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we were a bit miserable last episode, weren't we? Uh, I've also got uh, Julian. How are you, Julian? Hi, Steph. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, looking for a nice episode like uh, to start. Uh, the season, like uh, as w- as well as the team started last last time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the ground for us, uh, reporting from Marseille is Alex. Have you, Alex? Hi, everyone. Yeah, and no, I was lucky enough to be in the stadium and. Uh, Look, uh, as you guys say, what a difference a week can make. Like uh, l- last week, we were all uh, depressed and looking for an awful season, and you know, one game later, and, and a new signing. Um, that's it. We think we're going to challenge for the league title with PSG. So here we go. That's supporting Marseille for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm kind of pleased uh, to say that I'm kind of eating humble pie right now. So I'm I'm glad to be proven wrong. Um, Okay, so yeah, what we're going to do is, yeah, post-match breakdown as we always do. um, And... At the end, we'll talk about our new site. I know we talked about them last week, but it's been official now. Um, so we'll talk about, about Alexis Sanchez maybe at the end. Um, and yeah, and that should be the show for tonight. So uh, starting off with the the game. So Oum Hans uh, back in uh, the Stade Velodrome. We've had a pretty shocking pre-season as we uh, you know, uh, talked about in quite a bit of depth last week episode but yeah I guess like our expectations were pretty low going into this we were all a bit worried about how we would fare because of the you know the rumours around the club and the state of the the team the morale the atmosphere um, and and just the poor pre-season performances but I think yeah we kind of just sort of um, just got off the tracks, didn't we? If that's the right, off the it was off the blocks of the expression is in athletics, pretty much right from the start. We looked like not the team that we have been watching over the last month, wouldn't you agree? Who wants to go first? Um, 
Alex, actually, you know what? I'll change. I'll change. I'll change that question. We'll start with you, Alex. What was the atmosphere like in the stadium? Look, to to start with, it was well, it was buzzing. First game of the season, a whole new team, whole new way of playing. <laughs> a lot of a lot of stress from everyone, especially just before the game. There was that news that Payet was on the bench, and obviously he was, you know, our best player last season, the key guy, the guy how you know was key to how we we got that second place. So it's it's a big decision and everybody was thinking already we're putting pretty much the whole season on the line with that first game like if if it goes wrong with that first game you know how it can go very quickly in marseille uh in terms of of tension with the fans and and so on and we're like that's it we're already gonna see a, a turning point of the season in in the first week so um but yeah, look, in the stadium, everybody was there. It was buzzing. Um, I have to say that the coach was booed. Uh, Tudor was booed at the start of the game, which which did surprise me. I, I, I didn't expect any cheers, but booing while, you know, he hasn't played any official game yet, I thought was, was a bit harsh. But um, I think a, a lot of fans loved the team of last season and loved these players. And and the feedback, especially from from news reporter, that uh, uh, a lot of these players were, you know, discontent and 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 so on. Um, you know, push some fans to to have a bit of a view on on the new coach. But look, it, 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 overall, um, not going into details just yet. But it, it was a great atmosphere, and and the, the, the team gave a lot of energy to to the game. So. Um, look, it was fun. Everybody went out and was smiling, happy, and looking forward to the next game. Yeah, I was going to ask you that about whether or not they booed uh, Tudor because I, I wasn't really sure. Um, I, but I thought they might do before the game just because of all the reports that were floating around. So yeah, I'm, it doesn't surprise me actually. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you know me, I'm the pessimist. So <laughs> <laughs> we always need one. <laughs> I just can't. Um, I think I think it's fine that, that you play the the pessimist. It it, it goes I mean, with, the, with like the territory. French people really able to say that. <laughs> True. <laughs> but no, it was. Sorry, for listeners, this is uh, the ongoing chat offline. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Tudor is a thick thick skin guy, and he, you know he, he was just focus on the game and I don't think he cared too much so he knows after two wins everybody will be uh, clapping his name so so that's fine yeah I don't really remember that well but I might I, I always kind of thought he was like this kind of like hard man type at Juventus uh, and when he was yeah. a player so I, I had that sort of idea of him as well as if like he's probably kind of guy that doesn't give a shit he's sort of no nonsense yeah. kind of but anyway, um, okay, so game, guys, uh, thoughts on the game? Just Yeah, I, I, I can continue a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, I, oh, I, I, I know we had a very uh, globally like quite negative or pessimistic podcast uh, last, uh, last time. And um, yeah, this was a convincing win in, in many regards. Uh, but personally, I am not uh, going to make what I m- maybe think is a mistake, which would which would be you know to sw- to switch totally uh, all all the fears and all the um, fears I don't know, but all you know all the um, 
the, the 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 reserves we had and all the 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 lots of of questions we had about the team and Tudor and Excella just because of a okay convincing win globally, but against I think a very weak team. Uh, the the first half, especially the first the the first half of France, um, was like. I think one of the poorest I've seen in Liga in a while from from any team. It was really really poor. There was nothing. <coughs> just just to add to that, they yeah. also had four starters out injured. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 They. they yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that makes it even uh, even uh, even like um, stronger. And uh, we were, you know, like okay, they were better in the second half, but. Um, you know, we it was a bit. Uh, like I think our defense, there is still a lot of questions at the moment. I don't know what you guys think, but um, I still have quite a lot of questions about uh, about our defense. I think we looked we looked a bit uh, a bit unconvincing at times too. Towards the end of the game, there was a bit of frontman. Okay, we finished at at four one, but at for for a short time we were we were much. Uh, much closer from uh, from three two than uh, than four one to be fair. It it would have it would have been not very important, but but, but still, and um, you know like yeah globally um, globally I'm I'm um, you know it's great we had this win it was a good win, um, but personally I am still reserved for for this season like. I still, I, 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 I don't think it, it, we should give too much importance to that win. Also, I, I need some more time. If, if after five or six games we are, we are globally like very solid, yeah, I start to change my mind. But so far, it's still a bit early. It's mm, very sensible. Uh, okay, uh, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with both the guys, and um, especially as Julien says, I mean. You know, we all remember Michel, guys. <laughs> you know, it started 6-0. <laughs> everybody was, oh, yeah, look at this. You know, Zaha's on fire. The whole team's on fire. And um, But, look, it, we, we have a completely different squad. Touch wood, it's not going to be the same. We have a much better squad in quality. Um, and we, we, we have much better individual players as well. But I, I agree with Julien. Yes, very weak opposition. Um, but... Uh, for the first time, what I will say compared to the, the you know, the friendlies is we, when we were all, well, I, I sort of highlighted it last week, you know, Tudor, this all-pressing, all-conquering system that, that recovers the ball and is is very quick to transition between defence and attack. We hadn't really seen that during the, the, the friendlies and we did. On Sunday, in the first 20 minutes, we did. Um, we were pressing high, we were, we were bombing down the wings, Klaus and Tavares were all over them, they couldn't cope. Um, I think I, I thought Milik had a good game as well. He was he was battling. Um, you know, it's a bit anecdotal as we say in French. Um, but for me, if Face doesn't doesn't score that own goal, Milik's on the end of it anyway. So he would have he would have scored the first goal. Um, but yeah, as as, as Julien says, uh, you know, you sort of you, you can see that that everything's not perfect, and there's still some things that they need to figure out, and there's still some players getting to know each other. Um, but overall, reassuring is the word for me. Probably not convincing, but it was a reassuring win and, and a reassuring performance from from quite a few of the players. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I think 
Yeah, it's kind of easy to get carried away, isn't it, with um, you know all the joy of uh, this, this starting is the season. Yeah, the second half wasn't good at all, let's be honest. So, no. uh, apart from a few counters. Um, I know, but I wasn't really worried in the second half. Like, you know how, how often, because we do often start really flatly in the second half, and, um, you know, it always does get a bit nervy. And even if it may, maybe was at times, I didn't ever really feel like the game was at risk. I always felt like the victory was assured from um, pretty much from when we went up 1-0 but certainly from 2-0 onwards um, I felt confident so but I think that might maybe that is down to the fact that uh, Hans was so was so shit um, yeah that's what I was going to ask you Steph was it was it one of those where you were you'd seen enough to be reassured that we weren't going to yeah. be seen we were well organized or was it because the opposition was that poor I think about both but I think maybe um, I was kind of just enjoying as not being shit so and I've been feeling quite good about it since the game I've been, and I've actually not been yeah it's kind of sort of um put to rest at least temporarily like some of the kind of anxieties that I had about the season ahead and the stuff that we talked about last week so yeah I was kind of um I was quite impressed actually in in, in some ways I was pleased and it was more I guess because the football was a bit positive it was a bit more attacking and more kind of uh I mean, I'm not. I I do like like um, a kind of slow pace of football at times, and I do like the you know. Uh, I, 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 it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be you know gung ho for me, but um, it was kind of a bit of a breath of fresh air because I think at times we were just passing the ball sideways a lot and not attacking with much um, pace, and it just did feel like there was a bit more of a um, we were a bit more potent um, if that's the right word. We were a bit more. I don't know, direct, more, um, just had a bit more energy going forward. So at times, it just, uh, yeah, I think it was certainly a lot more positive than I expected. But I think, you know, had Feist not done made that mistake in the first place, do you think the game could have gone slightly differently? I mean, I mean, he, I don't know. So it's you're kind of lucky when an, an error like that happens in your favour. Um, I think we probably would have scored in that first half anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, but, I, I guess yeah. But, but to, to add to your question is, um, would would the Hans have, have, you know, sort of capitulated so early if it if it hadn't happened the way it happened? Um, maybe not. Personally, I, I, you know, my fear was I'd predicted a nil nil, hadn't I? My fear was that we'd 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 attack, 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 and and it would get. You know, a bit better in terms of we'd stop missing passes and players would would stop spotting each other's runs and stuff like that as the game went on. But we'd ultimately ran Reims would as they've done many times at the Villadrome, they'd regroup and they they'd hold out for the draw. But yeah, I guess it's more. I feel it's more that the way they conceded with a known goal by by you know supposed one of their their top performers who's who's linked with with a, a departure as well. So. I think that took the the sort of wind out of their sails a bit, and then we we just kept we had this tendency, didn't we, last year? And whether it's Sampaoli or the players, who knows? And we had it under Gasser, and we had it under AVB as well at times where we we, we just seem to have a tendency to sit back after after scoring, um, especially at home, and and we didn't we didn't this time. No, we we did, we, did, we did give a lot of intensity in in, in that first half, and you you could feel it in the stadium. 
you could feel it from the fans really and uh, um, if I have three words for me were key in that game is first be intensity and and that's how we we won the battle in the midfield in the first half we had a lot of energy you could see the face of uh, Jonathan Close being so red hot <laughs> because he was just running up and down with loads of speed and so on and you could feel that we were winning all these uh, not quite the second ball, but the way we were going into Reims pitch is, you know, a lot of long ball, actually. We we lose the second ball, but we counter-press straight away and we're able to to get that ball. And then that's it. We set in, the, in, in their half and we find a, a, a lot of width, which is the second part of the game that for me is very important. So you have the intensity, but you have the width and really looking to these wing backs all the time. So Tavares and Close, who had an amazing game. And and there's a lot of switches from one side to another. So instance, you know, we, we try to start to build, let's say, on the right with Under, and then boom, he, he send a, a long ball straight away to Tavares on the other side. And there's a lot of speed, and 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 Reims really really struggled to 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 manage by such a you know changing width and and the speed we were doing it. Uh, so that was really good. But then I think what happened is is um, we just got tired at the end of the day. We got tired, started the second half, not the same pace. And, and more importantly, Reims decided to press us really high. And, and I think that's, that's one of the key questions for me going forward is I think our build-up is currently extremely poor. Um, and Reims, instead of just, you know, pressing with like a, their two forward, maybe three to start with, they came out with four guys straight away against our three defenders. Um, in, in the build-up, um, or, or five if you if you count also the the wing backs that they were pressing really high, we just couldn't get out of it. Um, the only way we found was saying long ball to Milik, but then we were losing the second ball because Reims was a lot more higher on the pitch, a lot more dynamic, and then for about 15 minutes, if not more, we just really really struggled against them. We couldn't couldn't pass the midfield pretty much. And and I think that's that's for me when I say uh, the third point for me is build up because I think we really are struggling in the build up and going forward I think we will have to sort that uh, very very quickly otherwise we'll be under pressure. Like if if I'm another team right now I'm I'm Brest looking at the game on Sunday. What I do is put a, an amazing amount of pressure uh, and take a lot of risk to to press uh, the Marseille build up. Because it would be a long ball to Milik. Milik is is okay with the header, but he's not great. And you know, if we're not then you know uh, very dynamic as we were in the first half, we we lose the second ball, and 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 then we really struggle. Um, what was good though at the end is compared to you know to the style of last year, we we did like to counter attack um, a lot, and some some really good changes from Tudor. I think we have to give him credit. Uh, he brought Bakambu, he brought um, obviously Suarez who scored two, he brought Vertu who I think brought a lot as well. And because of these guys, we were able to score two in the counters. Uh, but but for me, it's 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 key to remember that in the second half we we really struggled because we we just couldn't pass their press. And and I will judge Tudor on how he's, he he sort our build up. Mm, okay. Um, I you know it's kind of interesting actually, just looking at the stats, the post-match stats. I didn't realise it was as close as that when I was watching it. It says like we've both teams got 16 shots each, six on target each. The possession difference isn't actually that huge either. So I, I think we, uh, I must have had a bit of a, um, I, I think I must have been a little bit blinded watching it. I, maybe because I was just so surprised by that we were better than I expected. But it's clearly but really. Yeah, really struggled in the second half. We just couldn't yeah. get out. 
But the fact that they lack that extra quality, so they were not extremely dangerous, and we scored two on counters, changed a bit the feeling. But in the second half, uh, for for 20 minutes, we couldn't do anything. Um, I think it's it's a perception thing, Steph, and and I agree, Alexis, because our chances, we we totally dominated the first half, but all of their chances came in pretty quick succession in, in 20 minutes in the second half. Um, but but yeah, it's, for, for for the first time back, you know, on the stats, we um, Marseille outperformed on on the expected goals for the first time in, <laughs> in three years, I think. Um, I yes, read this true. today. Um, so yeah, I, I love being the stats geek, but but it's but it's <laughs> I mean, it, it, maybe 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 it's hiding something, or maybe you know we got lucky, we we scored four and they only scored one, fine, but it's something to keep an eye on because. Uh, you know, we, we we had periods last year where we were creating lots of chances, but failing to bury to put the ball in the net. And then did, last night, sorry, Sunday on, on um, in the second half, we, we we had two or three chances tops, and we scored two of them. So will we get lucky every time? I doubt it. Yeah, we were certainly more clinical, I think, than than probably we are used to seeing. So that's really good, actually. So and especially because you know. And, and obviously Melik wasn't on the score sheet, but seeing Suarez as someone that we were of the well, we were, we've been led to believe that he's not very clinical. So even for him to get two goals is is is, is quite a surprise and hopefully a sign of better things to come. Um, I think no, I think uh, according to to statistics, uh, Luis Suarez is not going to score between the no, next ten no. games. Guys, get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, no, okay. but we we have good good players to play on counters now. I would say okay. In some games we had last year with Bakambu and and Jiang, but it wasn't really what uh, San Paoli liked to do. But here, look, we have a a lot of guys who can give a good through ball, especially with Alexi Sanchez on top. But uh, Vertu was amazing. He really did impress me. Uh, he came in and straight away he found two, three really good passes. Uh, back on Buon form, um, you know, which he's really fat. He's really good for counters. Suarez seems to have some good legs as well. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come to, I think, the tops and flops maybe just now, actually, then. Maybe that's a good... Yeah. Do you want to just do that? Then you might as well go first since you've already started picking up players. So, yeah, like, who, who do you want to highlight yeah. as top, a top and a flop? Yeah, I mean... First, and I, I'm sorry, guys, I'm stealing these these two guys, but obviously the the wing back, the the, the piston, I've I've been key because of because of the way we play. Um, uh, so Tavares and Close have, have been amazing, and look, it's not just about them because even in the friendlies, okay, not the same opposition, but even in friendlies, you, you had um, uh, Amavi and Lirola and, and even Kolasinac who had some really good half at some point just because of the system. Uh, We're going, uh, we're looking for these guys. They're always very wide, very up the pitch. Um, We're trying to get them with some fast long balls so they have a lot of space to to play. And, and, you know, they had a field day on on Sunday and uh, you could see Tavares' power, close um, um, uh, positioning, which is very, he's very, he's a very clever player. He's, he's very well positioned, um, obviously very fast. Uh, look, it, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to see that that type of football. Now, in the same time, looking forwards, um, some teams will be able to 
to block that, knowing that, we, we, you know, it's mostly the way we play that main strain. Other team will be able to block it. So it'll be interesting to see how, how Tudor responds. Um, and then, look, I, I will add just a, a little point, as I say, on, 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 on the bench, which how good it is to have su- such a good bench when, when you see, like, as I said, Bakambu, uh, Vertu, I was really impressed with, um, Suarez coming in, obviously Payet. I mean, it, it's a bench that will uh, do a lot of damage uh, in the league, uh, at least, hopefully, hopefully in Europe as well, but at least in the league. Um, and when you think you had Alexis Sanchez as well, so you'd have, a, I don't know, a, a Gerson or maybe a Ganduzi or maybe a Milik on the bench. And look, it's, it's um, you know, kudos to our president for uh, building such a st- strong squad. Um, um, it's, if Tudor can do a good, good job with this squad, we, 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 could be, uh, we could have a fun year ahead. OK, um, maybe I'll go first. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I think the wing backs were fantastic, as you said. And, you know, just got to like, sort of give a shout out to uh, Tavares because he was so much better than I expected. He was really, really good, you know, offensively. He was excellent. I mean, there was one moment, I think, where just, we were like texting just as we were talking about it. I think Ben, you're like, oh, he'll fuck up in the big games, and then literally, like, in that <laughs> moment, he just like, I think the the uh, Hans uh, hit the ball long, and he like, he. It was just he was before kind of, he scored. Yeah. It was just before he scored, yeah. He was um, on a, yeah, he was beaten by his man, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, no, he he had a really strong game, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's got an excellent goal, but yeah, he was brilliant going forward. Just lots, clearly lots of potential there. Um, very exciting player. Hopefully that is what he's going to be like at Marseille. Um, but yeah, the first impression is really good. Um, Klaus, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's 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 just brilliant. Like he's um just a really good all round player. I think um good energy, good offensively, um just. Yeah, just kind of like what you really want, isn't it? Just right attitude as well. Just um, are you, yeah. Are you reassured after? I remember, we did the episode and you were like, "Yeah, ten million's a bit much for this dude." Yeah, I mean, I, I I do still think it's a lot of money, and I, I do I do I do like Santons. Uh, I think Santons is a good player. Like who I, I would have personally have gone for just as a cheaper option. Who I think has, you know, I don't think there's that much between them, but um, the. But I also like Lirola, that was why, because I, I, I kind of don't really want to give up give up on him just yet. But yeah, I think he'll struggle to get in the team if Klaus is playing like that. Um, otherwise, like, I, I think, I mean, obviously Suarez came on and scored two goals, but I think uh, I'll just mention flops because I kind of feel um, Gerson maybe he's been picked out by everyone has been a, a flop I can't feel it was a bit harsh to be honest like he I mean he was kind of I thought in the first half anyway I thought initially you know, like early on in the first half I thought he was showing some nice stuff and looking quite dangerous and I was like thinking you know Payet's been left out the squad Gerson this is he's this is time for him to step up he's he's got to be the guy who who takes over as this sort of you know our playmaker I mean I know he's not really a playmaker but you know what I mean like our kind of um sort of number 10 maestro type whatever you want to call it um and he, I thought he did look like he you know he had that potential to be the main man in moments but he kind of drifted out the game and yeah I just feel like but I do feel like he's like like I posted 
on the Twitter account, like the keep ratings, they gave him three, I think. I just think that was so unfair. Like I, I don't think he deserved lower than five. You know, I thought he still had an okay game. Um but um I don't think anyone was that bad, really, for me. Maybe def- like we were defensively a bit like under pressure in the second half and you know, Belardi made that awful mistake. But even to highlight him as a flop as well, I think it's a bit harsh because I actually thought he had an all right game other than the mistake, which was pretty classic Belardi. Like him and Wout Fias, <laughs> had the two of them as your back line. It's like fucking, oh God, it's just both of them are just, yeah. it's, it's dumb and dumb. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if I, I always say like, if Wout Fias is like the Belgian David Luiz, I'm not sure who Belardi is. But he's uh, maybe he's just himself. But yeah, there was Zuba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's a battle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember? No, the, I, I, no I, and I say that, and I. I do you I, I do love Ballardi, so that, that that's fine. I can say it. It's funny you say that. Do you, do you, remember, do you remember like the first? I think it was like six to eight games um, that Zubar and uh, Sivili played uh, at the back for OM that season. The first six to eight games of the season, something like that, six seven eight games. They had the best defensive record in the league, and they looked amazing. And then suddenly <laughs> they were just so bad, and that was it. That was the end of it. So and he was probably one, one of the worst players I think I've ever seen at Marseille. Um, no, Zuba was making one mistake a game, but every time he made that mistake, it was a goal. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> probably, I really do think he turned out to be probably one of the worst defenders I've ever seen, at least in terms of like the severity of the mistakes he made. Anyway, sorry, I've spoken too long. Who wants to go next, tops and flops? Zhu, go for it. Yeah, okay, I can go. Um, yeah, I, I can make a top and flops and a bit of general comments here and there. Um, yeah, if we talk about uh, about uh, the Nuno, Tavares and uh, Klaus uh, pair, I guess yeah, like, they can be like uh, my uh, my tops of, uh, also. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Like it's, it's also, um, at the same time, I can also give like... Uh, Kudos to to Longoria and um, and Tudor because um, you can already think that well you know we we should always should be careful but you you feel that you know these two could really like offer uh, us a lot of options and 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 be like one of our strength uh, this season these two players and um, if we talk about like uh, old uh, old old stories and old players and uh, and etc like I was thinking about that like when last time when when was last time that both uh our um piston or um or you know wing backs both of them has had such a good at such a good game together and uh, i couldn't really think about uh taiwo and bonara yeah yeah exactly i had to go back <laughs> to taiwo bonara i had to i had to go back to taiwo bonara time so you know that's 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 not yesterday and um that's the, the that's the one thing that that came to my mind is that uh uh, that was really nice. Like we've we've been struggling with uh, with this position for so long. So you know, let's touch touch wood and 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 hope that um, that you know that it will be like a confirmation. But I'm quite optimistic. Um, let's say that about close. I'm optimistic about because I we already know like he's, that he's he's a, he's a you know very regular player. About Tavares, less optimistic. Like you know. He he might have his moments. He's still a young player and etc. But let's hope. Um, and uh, flops, maybe Milik. Uh, of course, you have to think about Balerdi, but it's exactly like Steph said. Like 
he has this he has this mistake and bad luck for him once again like he makes this big blunder and uh and you know it goes into the goal like um some players sometimes make big blunders like that and and it's not automatically a goal but it feels with Balerdi every time he's making one of them almost it's it's almost a goal or a goal so you know bad luck bad luck Milik was uh, quite transparent really like uh f- once again we'll have to think we'll I, I have this feeling since he arrived in Marseille, it's almost always been the never-ending debate about Milik. Like, is he, can he fit our system? Um, now there is a radical different system between uh, uh, Tudor and uh, what we have with Sampaoli. And once again, we ask the question, where is Milik's position? And, and is he really bringing us something? And should, shouldn't we sell him? Like, if, 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 if he still has the value and... Um, and if there's still some club in Italy or somewhere that that wants to pay good money for him, like I don't know, maybe 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 it's just you know maybe it's just a story that that that's that's not um that's never really going to start between Milik and, and Marseille. So so I'm thinking about that. I don't know what you think, guys, about the Milik question, but um at I, this I, point I, I wouldn't mind to see him go. I must say. I I I, I see what you're saying. Money, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, and and I had the same opinion a few months ago, based off of the principle that, according to to what we were told or what we were led to believe, <clears throat> the 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 initial version was that he only had 18 months left on his deal. Actually, Longoria came out a few weeks ago and said he's got a contract until 2025. Um, so that's changed my outlook a bit. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt this season because of the, the wing backs, and we we now have a system that is built to feed finishers in the box with crosses and, and overlaps and counterattacks. So but let's see whether it's him or Bakambu, maybe maybe they'll be better suited to to having a system that, that actually works for them. Um, but I I will say I'll, I'll agree with you to, to an extent on Midik is one more, one more year, and if he if he fails to um, you know, tirer son épingle du jeu, as we say, as if he fails to shine in this new system where it's designed to work for the striker, then he still has two years left on his contract next summer, and then we can sell him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think. I think. Okay. Um, ben, uh, I, I don't have a lot. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to I'm going to combine the wing backs and call them Tabaklus. <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's one top um, because I think that as we've discussed uh, in recent weeks, they're going to be essential to whether it's them or, or whoever is are their substitutes, right? I mean, hopefully not a view, but we'll see. It probably will be at some point. But uh, but Lirola, hopefully this system and and uh, I'm I'm on the same wavelength of you, Steph. If you know if if now he's got competition, then he pulls his finger out. Then this is a system where he could he could and should excel, but um they're going to be central and hope, hopefully their good form carries on. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know give a, a special mention to uh, to my boy Valentin Rongier who had the armband. Um and I I was calling for it last season. You know I, I remember at, at one point mid mid season I was saying Gendouzi and then Rongier sort of emerged as this you know the silent warrior and and he was the fittest one at the end of the season. And I'm happy he's got the armband, and I thought he, he put in a good showing. Um, he had the fight, he had the leadership. There was a point in the first half, there was a drinks break, and he, he went straight over to Tudor and, and high-fived him. And, and I think he's going to be his man. So 
I'm happy he's got the armband because he, he's exemplary in his attitudes, not in his technical ability, the way Payet has been in the past or Mandanda has been. So I thought he had a very good debut as a captain. Um, long may continue. Um, and that's it. On, on, in the flops, Milik, I think, a bit harsh because he, he ran a lot um, and he, he covered a lot of ground to create space for, for his teammates. Uh, Balerdi, again, yes, on that game, he was a flop. He cost us the goal, but I think he's one of those that give him 10 games and if he reaches peak match fitness, then I'll judge him because he's been out for a long time. Um, that's about it, really. I mean, I can't... That, that's it. They're, they're, they were the standout performers and non-performers. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to takeaways then quickly, um, just to wrap this up. Uh, who wants to go first? Ben, do you want to go? Um, what's your takeaway uh, from Yeah, I can, I can this game? Yeah, very quickly, I guess. Um, re- reassuring, I said it earlier. For me, it's, it was reassuring. Um, you know, you could... <laughs> Probably, probably if, we, if this was Liquid TV, you could go as far as our Tudor was bluffing during the, the, the friendlies. He was he was keeping everything hidden. This was always fun all along. <laughs> but, um, Thank God so, we're not Liquid TV. I mean, we are a bit more competent around here. It's not difficult. Not difficult. <laughs> but that, yeah, my takeaway is I was I was reassured. Yeah, I was reassured by the attitudes. Um, I was reassured that that you know Tudor he. he, he he called everybody's bluff by benching Payet, even though seemingly all of the you know the rumours are that he did it the right way and it, it was strategic and it was for, for the game plan. It wasn't a punishment or anything. Um, yeah, I'm just reassured that when when we needed everything to come together, it came together. We got three you know three plus three goal difference. We got the three points at home. We have a, a pretty. Uh, not easy, but on paper, the next three, four games, we should we should win at least three out of the four. Yeah, reassuring is my takeaway. Is that uh, I've seen finally seen what what we've been told Trudeau's game style is and, and what he's trying to do and what he wants people to do. And I hope we see it improve and that the cohesion between the players improves and also we we start concentrating more on defence and uh, we we just see improvement week from week week to week. Yeah, take take away for me would be attitude. I think that that's the key word for me. It's just I, I've seen a change of attitude. It's not more uh, FC Club Med like we used to be called not that long ago. Um, you, you could see that for well, at least the first half, everybody was giving everything. Um, it was a fight. Uh, they were pressing hard. Um, and you understand why someone like Paye was on the bench. And I think what was quite telling as well, being in the stadium, is as soon as the game finished, um, all the subs and the one who didn't play um, stayed on the pitch and did a lot of sprints, just like that's it. Like, it's like um, you know playing for Juventus or you know the Italian style, and that's why you know in Italy. They, they, they didn't always have the, the best talents in their squad. Um, not in the 90s, but more in the 2000s, but they were still winning a lot of things because they were a lot more professional, a lot more committed, a uh, lot more prepared physically. And that thing, that's what Tudor is, is, is bringing. And it's a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, I sink or swim because it could really, really backlash uh, with the guys like Payet and the old guard and so on. 
But here, we, you know, the, the team gave everything, and I think that that's key. Now, I still have a, a lot of questions. It's, it's more, on, it's more on, about the, the collective, isn't it, and less about the individuals. Exactly, and and physically ready and, and prepare for a fight. Um, and that's why Rongier is the captain. And, it, it, you know, it's no more F, uh, FC Club Med. It really, really going to fight, and you could see that the team uh, worked as a team and we're, we're ready for the battle. Um, still have a lot of questions on Tudor on the technical side, especially in the build-up. As I said, for me, it'd be the key. It'd be why we're watching over the next few games. But in terms of attitude, uh, that was really reassuring. Yeah. Okay, I can go next. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. About the whole Rongier and the armband. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good um good point, guys. And also the fact that uh, I think it was double clever in in the sense that. With the arrival of Vertu, there's definitely, you know, you might think there is definitely, okay, like, Rongier is going to step down, you know, like, because Vertu is basically quite much in the same, the same sort of player than, than Rongier. Um, but, you know, uh, arguably with a better pedigree and etc. Uh, so with the arrival of, of Vertu giving the armband to Rongier, you know, was a clever move, I think, to also to, to reassure him in, in, in the sense that, you know, he has a role to play. In his team, and I really hope he's gonna. I, agree. I, I really hope he's gonna. Um, he's gonna play a, a good role. Um, I, I, uh, I think just to, yeah. just to add, Julian, I, yeah. I mentioned it last week. I think, but for me, Gendouzi is the one who's most under threat from Vertu because I, I think in, in Tudor's system, he won two mm-hmm. pit bulls, effectively two 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 players who who fight and recover the ball quickly, um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised personally. In the first Champions League game, if that if that midfield is Vertu Rongier, just because of their experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think possible. He's too good, that's... though. I think he's he's capable of just forcing his way into the equation because he's just too well, good. Well, let's hope so, right? And, and yeah, but, but this this yeah. is where we be say because it, it, exactly. exactly, but it, but it's it's a luxury, man. You know, yeah, it's good. We have competition, guys. We start exactly. to look like a team. We but start to, to look like a team. The different um, uh, too. Yeah. But, Remember, we, has, yeah, we, we, we have always had come good players, though. We had Kamara last season. It's not like we didn't have another good midfield. No, but, but, but in those positions, Steph, two, three years ago, it was it was Sosa or Gay in the Champions League. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but that was because of injuries and stuff. We Again, we had good players. No, we had, who, who else did we have? We had, had, had Sosa, Gay and Rongier in midfield. That's, that was our midfield. And Maxime Lopez um, as well, didn't we? But, I mean, these, they weren't... Not, these not are, in ABB's I, Champions League season. We didn't. No, he was already gone. Was he he already left gone? that summer. Yeah, he left that summer. Yeah. So it's a massive upgrade, not only in terms of quality, but in terms of, of their actual experience. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a massive upgrade. We had Cuisance, that's who we had, didn't we? I mean, who we was supposed to be good. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Cuisance. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'd find someone, that. I think they players then? didn't develop or they weren't used right, you know. But I think we've always had good players there. Like, and it's about how you sort of develop them and use them. And, and, and yeah, and maybe like and you can look back at, in the past and, and then see how these players maybe haven't blossomed and then go, oh, well, look how shit our team was. But at the time in the summer when we signed all those players, I remember we were all like really like super impressed by that midfield that we were potentially going to have, which was this. Yeah, someone, field, someone you know, here compared okay. Cuisance to, to Goku. <laughs> um, oh, shit, it was me. <laughs> 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 no, but, but the, the the depth of the squad this year, especially with Alexi coming in, looks 
looks amazing. Like you, 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 I could definitely see a team where you have on, on the bench, you could have Gerson, Payet, Genduzi, Milik on the bench, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, I mean, that's they were pretty much our best player last year. Um, nuts. Um, obviously, because of the change of, of tactics and, and so on, just brings a lot of uh, changes as well. Uh, but look, the, the squad okay. for, what, um, for what we're used to, the squad is loaded, right on, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, like my my takeaway was just that, I, I, yeah, like you, Ben, I was reassured that um, things maybe weren't as bad as maybe the media might be making out, and that the we'll, we'll basically see on the pitch whether things really are okay or not, because if things are going um, badly behind the scenes, it will be reflected in the performances. But so far, so good. So I think that's really all um, I wanted to say. Um, so yeah, I, was th- I think we should just maybe move on to Sanchez. So he's um, obviously joined us today, um, which has got people very excited because he's a big star. Um, how I know we talked about this last <laughs> week, but just now that he's um, he's joined us, and I guess it kind of sometimes it sort of changes your. Um, feelings about it because it's actually happened. Like, how do you feel about it, guys? Are you really oh, excited about Steph, the same? You, you couldn't sound more underwhelming. <laughs> I'm not underwhelmed. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be. No, no, you, you do. No, you know, you're being the neutral guy. No, no, I'm joking, mate. Um, look, is it, guys? It's Alexi fucking Sanchez. I mean. We we had this chat offline, didn't we? I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna move the needle in the shirt sales and stuff. But he is the biggest country, the biggest player from Chile. Every person in Chile watches him play club football. Um, our friends in in uh, the, the the fan group in in Chile have had loads of media solicitations and stuff. They're they're going to see a massive, probably grow. You know, they'll probably grow and get more people coming to watch games with them and stuff, which is great. It puts OM on the map. He's an experienced player. He's got over 70 Champions League games, 140 games for his, his country. And, and we've all seen the pictures of how fucking ripped he is. The guy is is everything Payet should be. Uh, that's honestly my opinion. Payet is more talented, but has never had the dedication and, and the work, work ethic that Alexis Sanchez has. Um, and it's a shame, but I hope that he comes in and... For better or for worse, for Payet, it, it, it is is not my primary concern right now. It's time we turn the page ages ago anyway. But I, I think he's going to. Longoria said it in, in the press conference this afternoon, and I agree. I think he's going to add a you know level a bit similarly to Luis Gustavo when Luis Gustavo joined. Suddenly, you had someone in, in in the dressing room who's won a Champions League and who's played in a World Cup final and who's who's been there and done this and. I think it just adds a level of expectation for the squad and the level of, of um, work ethic and a level of professionalism. Um, that's my opinion anyway. And, and notably, I mean, we'll see what happens with Deng. We, we all know what well, we all suspect what's going on. We discussed it last week, but um, they asked him in the press conference, you know, Deng apparently was a super fan of yours when he was a kid and he's got, he had posters of you in his room. What do you think of this? Is that... Well, I'm very flattered and I look forward to training with him and I'll take him under my wing. And if we can only hope. <laughs> no, no, literally, well, well, probably. But but if all the stories about Zheng maybe not putting his foot in, in training and stuff are true, well, this may completely reboost and regalvanize the kid if, if Sanchez suddenly says, you, 
thanks for liking you know thanks for being a fan of mine and and do you want to know how i made it well work with me and i'll i'll, I'll show you and who knows but look is uh, is arguably on paper the biggest superstar om of signs since Maybe the Lucho uh, Gonzalez and Heinzes and stuff, but come on, I mean, Barateri was a big, massive name. Like, even a, if his career had kind of name, fallen off, he's a name I agree with you. But but Sanchez is the, I mean, he's had you know he's had his bad periods at Man United, but everywhere else he's been, he's won. I would say and he's so, probably yeah. the like most successful player that we've seen since Lucho yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah, he's won 19 trophies. Yeah, he's won 19 trophies. His career, he's won one Champions League, La Liga, Serie A. Um, uh, he's not. He didn't. He, he won three FA Cups of Austria. We seen Patrice Evra. I suppose we forget about that. He was obviously a massively successful player throughout his career. I agree. Uh, must have. He must have won a lot of trophies, but, but, surely. But yeah. You know. I, I guess yeah. I mean, but yeah, I he's guess, a big. He's a big name for us. There's no doubt about he's that. A big, he's a big marquee signing, and and he he looks fit enough and motivated enough to to come and make an impact. And let's hope he does. But I'm happy and I'm excited because he's. It's not it's not a Balotelli where Balotelli's a fucking enigma, man. He can come in and be good. He, he came in for us. He was good for, for 10 games and then he threw off the handle, got injured and, and got red cards. Um, but Sanchez is, is, is professional. He's exemplary. And hopefully the rest of the dressing room, people like Rongier and Klos, they see that and they go, fuck me, this guy, he can really take us to another level and it motivates everybody. That's that's my hope and my impression. I've enough of this bad mouth in Balotelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I've got a soft spot for him. No, he was an awful. He's a good player, but he was like lazy. He's a clown. Nah, he's he's good at scoring. He's shit at everything else. <laughs> well, he just doesn't try anything else. But um, yeah, I do, I do. Nah, I I, I do, I did have, always have a soft spot for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he was in, like, supremely talented as well, but he just didn't, like, he's just a guy who, yeah, it's, you know... From he just being, likes being entertained, mate. That's all, yeah. that's all I mean, <laughs> anyway, like, so, where was I? Yeah, like, uh, Sanchez, yeah, you're quite right. I mean, he's, you would certainly bring, like, hopefully a winning mentality to the team. That's something that we always lack for many years. We've not really had pure winners in the team since Deshaun really was the coach, I don't think. Uh, maybe Evra could have been, but Evra yeah, is a player, doesn't Gustavo he? So, to an extent. I think, I yeah, think Gustavo, Gustavo to yeah, an extent. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Aye, true. Okay, um, but yeah, so hopefully you'll bring that to the team, because I think like that's really important. Like It's not just about assembling a good t- squad of talented players. You've got to have players that believe that they have the right to win, you know, that aren't intimidated. And aren't and aren't willing to accept being second, or third, or fourth. So I think that's really important, hopefully. and hopefully that rub off in some of the younger players. Um, who else? What? What? Any other thoughts about Sanchez? Uh, yeah, I think what's interesting is what he can bring on the pitch. Like the, the guy is extremely talented in tight spaces. He still have a, you know, he seems to still have some burst and speed. And obviously, he has, uh, he's really good at finishing as well. I mean, he's exactly the type of player we need in this game at home. Last year, when we struggled to score against, you know, tight defences, he loved that final touch. He loved that, that that good pass, I reckon. And look, why didn't he play that much? I mean, Lotaro was ahead of him. <laughs> Lotaro is an amazing star. But every time he came in, it seems like he made a difference. And um, I've, I've read a lot of things. Conte used him as a... You know, the, the super sub, and he, he brought a lot uh, 
uh, to Inter two years ago, uh, uh, which helped to bring the title. So, you know, he, he, I seems with his fitness that he's still, an ex, you know, still very fit, and he definitely still has his amazing touch. So I'm I'm really well excited. And when you think in terms of the financial risk to potential gain, you you, you just sign him on one year plus another if you know if you want to. Um, salary seems manageable, and that's it. Um, it's an amazing risk reward uh, for us in a position where where we needed someone a bit more professional, a bit more speed, a bit more direct than Payet and. It's just that. What would be interesting is how we will use him. I think it'd be one of these two ten position. But then who would be next to him? Would it be would it be Payet? Would it be Under? Would it be Gerson? Yeah, yeah, I think he, I who, think who, he who might get put used. On the in, I think he might get used in you know because like he does seem to switch it between the two tens and a nine to the uh, ten and two nines. You know like. I, I, you've noticed, like, so he brings on Bakambu, and then there's two strikers yeah, up we'll um, I think he might see like that. I think, yeah. I think, I think Trudeau. I mean, this is an um, general note, but I think compared to Sampoli, I think he's going to change the front three quite frequently. Yeah. And 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 not yeah, as you say, some. Who would be left out? Sanchez is a nine. Well, it's going to rotate, right? But um, I think the likelihood today, given given the hierarchy and and what we've seen in preseason and and. Well, the, the sort of the way it's headed for whatever reason, but Payet is the is the is the, the biggest loser here, and Yang so far. Yeah, just I think mostly just because of um, like the you know numerical increase in the squad though as well as a factor. So not just because Payet's out of favour, but just another player just puts you some further down the pecking order, yeah, even if you, they're even have... if they're stylistically different, you know. Um, exactly. Then you have Bakambu, you have Milik, and you have Luis Suarez as well. There's, there's, we've never I been think, so um, so so rich in in choices and options up front. Yeah. I think Jason might struggle. Um, oh, I like him. I know you like him, but <laughs> doesn't mean he won't struggle. I think um, uh, Under has a good chance. I think he's really good in that tenth position. He brings a lot of speed. He's got that that that, that good foot. He's really good as well. When when you have a back pass from from a winger or from a wing back, he's really good to come in the box and find a find some space to give a good shot. He did mm. against Reims as well. He did that really well. I, I think Alexi would would do the same as well. So look, loads of option, and I think we'll 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 be surprised who with who we see on the bench. You know, the likes of Milik, Gerson, Payet. Um, <laughs> it's there's going to be a lot of competition this year. Okay, Julian, have you got any final thoughts on Sanchez before we wrap up? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, you, you guys said quite much, um, but obviously, like the the, the questions uh, around him and how positive will be signing is definitely not about the talent of the guy. We we both know he's, uh, we all know he's, uh, you know, like a world class player, and there's no doubt about that. I had um I had a short check on some. Um, scooting uh, statistics pages uh, based on like uh, positional peers in uh, big five leagues and European competition over last year based on the 1000 minutes he played um, he was still like top 1% in pass attempted uh, top 1% in progressive passes top 7% in progressive carries Top two percent in dribbles completed with two and a half dribbles per game, 
uh, you know, all stuff like that, like top top six yeah, percent yeah, in tackles, uh, top three percent in interceptions. Sorry, it's really quite it's music to my ears, mate. It's, yeah, it's yeah, stuff. yeah. It's, it's about it's uh it's based on only the one thousand minutes he played. So so that just just to, to to add to that as well, Julian, and I posted it in the WhatsApp group earlier. But but if you take into account all of the, you know, he's been out injured quite a bit. So he's been at Inter what three years, I think, or two two years. But yeah, he, if you if you add up all of his total game time on the pitch, he's he's been on the pitch for a total of forty eight matches. If you if you accumulate all of the the the, the little 10 minutes here and there or the full games he's played and in those in those 48 matches it's 26 goals and 23 assists it's it's payet level however it, it's yes yeah, it's, it's different class because he's done it elsewhere than than just the women and he's got the palmares that, that payet doesn't have so if anything we should be you know i'm i'm, I'm really excited because if anything we, we have a replacement for payet who's ready made and, and who has the same technical quality and ability maybe maybe better on on his day um, but let's be honest, the main hope is that this galvanizes Payet to, to be on fire and to be hyper motivated and to give show us the best of himself, you know, the last dance. You know, maybe it's his last season at OM, but it's Payet, the ball's in Payet's camp now. Either he, he chooses to form a, a fucking epic duo with Sanchez or he fades away and and, and sulks. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. I mean that sounds positive. So we'll get. Well, let's just hope that he he does have that um, positive impact on the squad. And yeah, it's a short. You know, I guess it's a short term deal, as Alex was talking about. And yeah, that. I mean, I suppose that suits us well. And it will certainly like um, be a good sort of short term solution until um, until we sign Griezmann next year. Um, but um, yeah, so shall we uh, just wrap this up then? And maybe before we finish. Because um, we're playing Brest, aren't we next week? Are we? Um, I'd be good to get yeah. what your predicted predictions for next week's game. So, um, Brest OM. I can go uh, two-one win for OM at Brest. Same. I was going to say the same as well. <laughs> I think I might agree with you, and that's partly because I haven't watched Brest in their opening fixture, so I don't know what they're like this year. Um, they, they, um, they okay, so we can, we can be sure the result won't be 2-1. We, lost, <laughs> we all played. agree there is a rat. They lost, a, they lost the way to, to last 3-2, and it was a very open game, aren't they? They didn't sit back at all, so... Um, it could it could work against us if they press us like Hans did in the second half, but it also could play in our favour if they leave huge gaps at the back like they did against Loss. They've got a decent score actually. They've all, all they have had for some for a few seasons now. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think we we can win this game. So yeah, I agree, agree with you two one. Okay, um, so with that maybe we'll call it a night. Um, so it's good to be back. New season. Um, hopefully we'll try and get as much content out as we can as we did last season so yeah i'll try and get you know after most games uh, thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you next time thanks guys. bye thanks everyone